Okay, so at college, mm -hmm. um, sometimes, like, for our sports teams, we, like, get visited by, like, the career center. I don't know if this is something that happened to you in high school. No, um, not once. Okay, well, it happened. Uh, it happens every year for college athletes, okay. at least at our school. Um, and so we had uh, them come visit us by class. Um, and so last week, um, they do these, like, fun little games with you because they want to keep you uh, well, entertained. They keep you engaged. Yep, keep you engaged. Yep. So the lady, I forgot her name. It might have been Katie or Kate. I can't remember. It's a pretty common one. How old was she? Uh, in her mid-30s, I think. Okay, so that generationally, that kind of makes sense. Um, There's a lot of Katie's around that but age. But she, like, she, like, she had this activity where yep. she laid out a bunch of pictures of things um, on the stage in like a, um, in like those clear, what are those like clear things you slip paper into? I'm uh, blanking on the word. Sleeves? Sleeves, yeah. Oh, like, okay. like sleeves or whatever. I didn't know that sleeve was, Sorry. Okay, but you go for yeah, it. I have a little brain cell count, but, um, so, uh, they, she put them all out and one of my buddies, his name is Mason, um, he went up to the front and there was a picture. She's like, you have to take one picture, bring it back to your seat. Okay. Um, and one of the pictures was a picture of a Hummer. Oh. Like the vehicle. Yeah. And rest in um, peace. Well, they're coming back now, but they were discontinued for a well, while. Well, Mason, Mason drives a Hummer. Really? Like an old one or the, one of the newer ones? One of the newer ones. Oh, okay. So he, That's he, an expensive car. Jeez. Yeah. So he bought, uh, uh, or he, uh, he, he grabbed the Hummer card. Okay. And he brought it back to the seat or whatever. Yeah. I grabbed some stupid music thing because I'm a music kid, whatever. And uh, we brought her to her seat, and she's like, does anyone want to share? Uh, and because this was really about, like, you're supposed to grab uh, something that, like, represented you. And so I was like, Mason, you should share because you drive a Hummer and you picked up a Hummer card, whatever. And, uh, and so the gal was like, okay, well, we'll have you share. And then she looked at in, or to, to Mason, and then she looked at me, and she was like, since you, she did the classic. Oh, since you volunteered. Since you volunteered. Like, you should have known that that was coming. I mean, I don't really care. I don't really give a shit. Most okay. of those boys know me. Yep. So uh, I was like, she was like, since you had him share, you also get to share. Um, and anyways, he was sharing. Uh, and um, what he said was, she asked, like, why did you pick up this card? Yep. And he was like, well, this is a Hummer. Yep. And I drive a Hummer. Okay. And she's like, okay, that's great. How does your card, because she's from the career center, she goes, how does your card uh, relate to your career? <laughs> and Mason goes, well, as for my career, it's a Hummer. And then that was it. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. That was the shittiest story I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. That was actually horrendous. Yeah. So he he picked up a card. the The best part of that story was just introducing Katie as the lady from the Career Center. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, welcome back to the eleventh installment of the Baseline hey. Podcast. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. I do love Joe. I really do. Sometimes You're it just can worse. get a little hard. Um, so. This is the first episode, actually, as we informed you guys last week, from the new digs up at school. Uh, we're all, we're basically all moved into the apartment. We're putting a couple of finishing touches on it as we speak. Um, but everything came together really well, as I did visit last weekend, which we didn't record on because we had to record two episodes in that one night, uh, which was a ton of fun. Um, but now that we're up here uh, and we're all settled in, uh, we kind of have a new studio in the living room. Uh, which you guys will come to find out when, you know, video comes out with the podcast and things of that nature. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in once again. Uh, we're super excited because when we're up at school, uh, the energy that's kind of in the air, or at least the atmosphere just within the day and a half that I've been here, like fully, uh, is just, I mean, as Joe would say in his extensive vocabulary, it's been electric. Um, and it's, it's truly been that. Um, and our roommate Sam just pulled up today as well. Um, so, I mean, Joe has been here for two, going on three weeks almost, basically. Well, two weeks. That's correct. Yeah, because he's been up here for his football camp because he's a student athlete and he's very prideful of that. Um, uh, student. So, musician. Student athlete. musician. Okay, so it's on the third tier. 
It's at yep. the bottom of the totem pole. Okay. So I hope all the football players hear this and know your commitment to the sport. Well, I'm um, committed to the team. It's oh, okay. I, I mean, I comes, figured as much. It comes after being a student uh, and then after being But yeah, so your football camp, as much as we talked about before, you going to that kicking camp in Boston. Um, this correct. football camp is a lot different than your Boston kicking camp. So just at, just describe to me the, the schedule, at least at the beginning of camp and into, into camp now. Like what what has your time been spent on in your days even at camp? Well, uh, I watch a lot of Blacklist. Uh, so that's not a part of football. <laughs> um, so what do you actually do uh, besides kicking balls and holding balls? Okay, yeah. So um, Which he's quite good at, might I add. This is all legend. Well, but um, last night it wasn't. But hey, chill out. All right. Hey, I felt I, I felt a trust. Two a.m. first night of sleep. I understand you were lonely for many weeks. You can't put that. You can't <laughs> put that in there. Well, I, I mean, hate you. You're the worst. Definitely. I'm. I'm just joking, guys. Jeez, I'm just joking. Relax. I'm anyways, not fucking joking. But anyways. Uh, so, uh, for <laughs> camp, it's a football practice. What's yeah, your football for football practice? practice. So we wake up 6.30. Jeez. It's too <laughs> early. Stop it. That's not what what constitutes. It's Just too continue. early. It's too early. And we have, <laughs> we have, you know, campus filled. I'm not going to run through the entire schedule because that's just not something I want to do. But, uh, you know, you, you've got camp, which is practice, uh, team meetings, um, d- uh, team meals. Okay. Um, you've got different um, activities. That you do with your team, uh, team bonding shit, um, different acts here and there. Uh, we had a talent show uh, for our freshmen uh, one night. Um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, camp is a lot of fun for me. Uh, being on the special teams, um, I got to meet my um, my new kicker, so the new guy okay. um, from, from Glencoe. Uh, he's a nice guy. I've met Damien, him. Damien's dope. He's a good yeah, guy. He's a good kid. Really good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good at kicking balls. So I'm glad to have him on the team doing his doing his thing. Yep. Um, and but as far as like actual meetings and things like that, I have to show up to every single team meeting. But uh, you also have unit meetings, which is like for your classified unit. So if you were your quarterback, okay. you have a quarterback meeting. If you were a defensive lineman, you would have a defensive lineman meeting. Yeah. Um, and those happen um, two to three times a day. Um, oh, really? For oh. different various reasons, whether that be an install or film review or, or just meeting to talk about some things or coverages or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but for kickers and punters, uh, we don't have any. First of all, they don't film us. Um, we don't get much time during practice to do much. Um, special teams is a low priority. So you get like um, 15 minutes or something, right? Yeah, so we get about 15 minutes. So. Uh, we don't get much time and we don't have much film. So we don't have many meetings to go to. And our position group is two people, me and Damon. So we don't really have a position group. So what we do is we're actually wrapped in with the DBs, um, which is awesome because I got to know a bunch of those DBs and they're super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm learning a lot more about football, which is something I will also talk about right now while I'm on the subject. Um, So I didn't play football in high school. Uh, so I know I, I know little about football, like in actual, like mm-hmm. like looking at it from like a game perspective. Like I have a uh, relatively moderate to high soccer IQ from spending a lot of time on the soccer field. OK, but for football, all I did was watch it on a TV. So I really didn't fucking know anything. But going out there and being able to be in like be in drills, learn how to actually tackle, learn how to cover, learn coverages, route trees, learning techniques like smaller techniques of the game um, that you wouldn't understand from just watching the game yep. has been very, very good uh, to learn about. Um, and learning about these different things offers me opportunities to um, you know, connect more with my teammates and talk more with my teammates and learn more different things. But camp was good. Uh, it's been good. It's kind of done now, kind of not. Um, we're starting our first week of like regular practices uh, which means that like we're back to our like the schedule that we're gonna be on starting for the school year, um, but classes haven't started yet. So it's kind yeah. of like it's like we're in camp, we're not. We're kind of done with camp, but yeah. practice is still every day, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So we're kind of in a gray area right now. But 
Um, the majority, the chunk of, of, of camp was good. Um, I've gotten to meet a lot more of the boys, um, mm -hmm. you know, get to meet the freshmen. Um, and then obviously bond with some of the bonding activities we did. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it's been it's been good, and I'm super excited for the season coming up. We've got our first game September 4th against Valley City State University, um, and we're just really uh, showing up to practice, working hard, yep. and getting out of there. Um, well, that's great to hear. I mean, in the couple of weeks that we've been separated, I don't know how extensively I've talked about it on here, but... I think I've developed a little bit of separation anxiety from Joe. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to the two weeks that we were apart and I was home alone and working every single day and waking up at 4 a.m., you know, the days got long and, and really tough. You know, it's uh, I'm starting to tear up just talking about it, it was actually it, the work was horrid the, the last two weeks just because I didn't have Sunday to look forward to because yeah, we'd always yeah. do the podcast on Sundays. And we'd always do it at my house and we'd always get to reconnect after a long week and just have fun. And I didn't have that last Sunday going into my last week of work, which was the worst. Um, but I'm so incredibly glad to hear that you're making new friends and improving on your skills. And football IQ is a real thing, though, because you don't really understand the ins and outs of any game until you're like put into the holds and bounds of all the technique and you know play management and things of that nature. Um, so no, I'm glad that you, uh, so, um, that might've been Andreas. So that was not Andreas. Um, it was actually a Mustang, but oh, okay. we, a fun fact about the apartment. We live right on the, like the main strip of our town that we go to college in, or at least one of the main strips. Uh, and it goes down like the road that basically breaks, uh, up part of our college. Like we have apartments on one side and the, like the business center. And then it splits at like a sky bridge, uh, to separate like probably the main block of buildings on campus, but ton of cars absolutely zoom down this main strip. And our, uh, our apartment on the third floor just faces the strip and we get all the noise at night and it's the best thing. So if you guys heard that man with, uh, nothing to compensate for clearly, um, that's what you heard, but I'm yeah, really glad that we are here in the now together. Wow. That's um, good English. I wish you guys could really see Joe right now. Uh, he's wearing an amazing outfit. Um, I agree. So I'm just going to try no, and no, describe no, it no. for you. No, no, I will. Okay. Yeah, I no, will. I really will. To. I'm going to describe it for the people, you and you're going to gonna deal with it. So he's wearing a distressed Smokey the Bear baseball cap, which is <laughs> absolutely okay. There he is. Yep, so you know that Joe's still present. <laughs> uh, he's legendary. Um, so And he's also wearing a gray crew neck sweater. With a dog on it. It's definitely one of his best garments that he owns. Yeah, uh, there aren't it's a lot of them, the but it's one of the best. Um, but and then he's wearing the uh, the infamous pair of PJ pants, <gasps> some of his flannel pajama pants. We That's talked right. about them. We talked about this. Uh, with the cahoot that we've discussed uh, at length in the past. Um, but his fit is absolutely remarkable. I also Drip. wanted to, I wanted to talk about. I saw Swag. something crazy in the news the other day. So I was going through Twitter moments and I saw. We've talked about OnlyFans like twice on the podcast, right? Okay, so he's definitely preoccupied with... So we've talked about OnlyFans only a couple of times <laughs> on the show before. He's preoccupied with something on his phone. But I just wanted to give this as a little bit of a message. And and let me say this right he, now. He got OnlyFans, by the way. He He's a user. You can I am not a him. user on OnlyFans. He is, yeah. Okay. Go look him up right so now. So aside from At that D. fact... Pringle 24 on OnlyFans. Somebody look it up and then try and find what user has that username. I'd be actually very intrigued. It's you, you clown. No, it isn't. That's my Instagram handle, you turd. Um, but uh, OnlyFans, the big news of the week is that OnlyFans is, oh, this is, correct. Yeah. is banning mm -hmm. all sexual content on the app by October. So there will not be any sexual content allowed on OnlyFans anymore starting in October. Yeah, so Which, let me tell you this. Only yeah, you have to get out. Yeah, so OnlyFans is OnlyFans taking off sexual content. Uh, OnlyFans taking off that sexual content is basically if I pulled into the drive-through at McDonald's and I said I want a double quarter pounder with cheese, uh, uh, thing of fries and a Coke, and then they say we can't do that for you, and I say why? Uh, because they say uh, we actually don't serve burgers and fries anymore, and I'm like, well, what do you serve? And then they're like, uh, we have like, uh, I don't know, what do you want? They say. Uh, can I have like a salad? I asked them. No, we're just, we're not serving food anymore. Like what? You're not serving food? They're like, no, we have 
Uh, we have tap water, if you want that. That's basically what OnlyFans taking the, the sexual content off is. And no matter your opinion on, like, sex work and if it's, like, legitimate work or not, um, apparently there are 130 million people that make money off of OnlyFans and the content uh, and off of, like, sexual content on the app. That's crazy. Bananas That's that crazy. that many people uh, make that much money off of OnlyFans. And there are some people that are making like six, seven, eight figures in a year off of that. And then it's automatically going to get pulled out from under the rug. My opinion is that they come out with another statement saying that they're reverting that because their original intention for wanting to do it is because OnlyFans wants to transfer from being a website to being a mobile app. And one of the classifications with having a mobile app in the App Store or Google Play Store is that you can't have any explicit or sexual content on the apps. Otherwise, uh, iTunes and Google Play will not be host to your app whatsoever. So if they want to initialize that app or grow it more, uh, per se, then they need to take off all of that content and ban it permanently. Uh, so you're basically going to have 130 million people that have learned to not have a real I don't want to say a real job because I'm sure that there's some work that goes into what they do but 130 million people that make like yearly livings that are good and support themselves with it and it's just gonna all be zilched away sorry I got a football text one second <laughs> okay so Joe didn't listen to, to a word I said he was focused on his football well I, I'm aware of the story that you are mentioning okay uh, and it's correct I just don't have any I don't have a comment on it I'm not Okay, so rest in peace, OnlyFans. It's basically like when Tumblr was really big, and then uh, like they banned that kind of stuff too, and then now nobody goes on Tumblr. Darn it. It's kind of sad. That was like very 2010 of me. Uh, so if you understand that, like, shouts out to you. Um, but within this past week, I know that, um, that my work was, uh, was quite intriguing. Um, and I know that my work is nowhere near entertaining in terms of the things that I did at my job. Um, just because it just isn't. It's really tedious work. Um, but one thing that happened last Friday that uh, that Joe already knows about, but I thought was pretty cool, was that, um, or it actually, it wasn't cool at all, and I got my ass busted about it, was uh, last Friday, I was at my first stop of the day at like 6 a.m. after we had loaded up the truck, and I was at a Speedway gas station. You know how much we love Speedways. Um, and I was at the same one, the same Speedway, where uh, where that guy came in and stole a donut, and yelled at the operator lady. It was at that speedway. Um, Somebody's at the door. Continue ring, ring, story. ring. So it we have a knock at the door. This is very real. Um, this is uncut, unedited. Um, so we're going to see. It should be uh, I'll take care of it. Um, yeah, so so we'll see what's going on. Uh, so we're going to take temporary pause while I keep talking about this story. But uh, so what happened at the speedway um, was what happened at the speedway was uh, I was carrying a, a dolly cart full of Gatorade. So I had like six 24 packs of Gatorade stacked high. I do this every single day at my job. I always go up this little ramp that goes into this door. The gal that runs the store is a little bit of a menace, but we get past her. Um, and uh, when it came to opening the door and bringing the cart in, um, every single time the, the door always blows back and hits the Gatorade boxes like right on the corners and they're cardboard so it doesn't break a double paned glass door. Did you hear what I just fucking said? A double paned almost bulletproof glass door and I'm carrying six cardboard boxes of Gatorade and the door hits a cardboard box and absolutely shatters in front of me at 6 a.m. And this store lady has the absolute audacity to say, what the fuck did you do that for? And I said, do you have a broom? So I just cleaned it up and I went about my day. I got a call from my supervisor and he says, Dylan, is it true that you broke a door? And I, and I was like, well, it was actually your guys' equipment that broke the door and our product. So it's kind of an us thing. Uh, and he didn't really like that response very much and he threatened to take it out of my paycheck. So I became a little bit nicer about it. But I shattered a glass door. I had so I had like 15 people walk in after that had happened while I was cleaning up. And one of these guys, he walks in. He's like, he's like, damn, bro, you look too small to break open a door like that. I was like, why did you talk to me like that? That's so disrespectful. You know what? That He's saying that because I realize that I'm lean and I'm scrawny. And maybe I probably don't have enough power to break open a door, actually. Um, 
Maybe if I had, like, a pair of metal spiked cleats and I, like, kicked it in. Um, sure. Uh... But no, that was the worst last Friday. Thankfully, I got to go up and see friends after that day. Otherwise, I would have been on edge all weekend and wanted to absolutely... I don't even want to explain what's happening. So, Joe, Art... What's up, baby girl? How you doing? You don't even understand what is happening right now. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. This is probably the most uncut episode an unfiltered episode of this podcast. Just go on with your story. The story was finished, but I look over <laughs> to you and you're absolutely diving into a thing of Reese's peanut butter cups, which I understand because they're fucking delicious, but <laughs> you can't be diving in to, <laughs> to peanut butter cups while we're in the midst of recording something. This is supposed it's to be a professional pro show. Yeah, this is a very professional it's show. A professional show. It's a very professional show. Anyways, keep going. So I must suck, dude. So did, did they not take it out of your paycheck then? They didn't, thank God. No. If they would have taken those doors, like getting those repainted with the double-paned glass, apparently the quote was $820 to repaint that door. And if they would have taken that out of my paycheck, my paycheck would have been like 100 bucks. That sucks, man. Just because of not having a super long work week. So no. uh, Dylan's premiere is coming up on oh. Tuesday. <laughs> Shoot. Um, so that's super exciting. It's not done yet, but I'm going to have to finish it either this evening or tomorrow. Yeah. Um, tomorrow probably um, but um, so um, I took Dylan yesterday to go to uh, one of one of the, the suit store that I buy my suits from which is Halberstadt good establishment uh, the one that I usually go to is in the mall in our in like our hometown yep. because that's where we live but we're living not in our hometown anymore no we're living in our hometown let it be known. Uh, this well, is I guess second. now we are because uh, we're we're looking at uh, living here for a couple what? Of years now. <laughs> but, Taking uh, a page out of your book here. Good for you. But uh, no, so I took him to get get a uh, a suit for the event, and uh, that was quite fun. Why don't you why don't you talk about your yeah? So a uh, shout out to Hunter at Halberstadt's located in in, uh, in West Acres. Um, just wanted to say uh, very helpful. Um, he kind of like at first glance, like if you ever hear this hunter, don't take this like offensively at all. But like at first glance, like he just kind of looked a little bit like D-baggish. Like, you know, he just kind of had like the. Clean, I he, did not get that from you. Well, no, he just had to mention that he was like a finance major. Um, but as as he progressed through the experience, he got far better. He was a G afterwards. Um, but uh, then we talked about watches and he was really cool. But I tried on. I guess it was really two styles of suit. I wanted to get a uh, a navy kind of like more comfortable performance fabric suit. Um, and when we got the options laid out, one of them was like an extremely dark navy. It was almost black. And I was like, that does not fit the bill whatsoever. Uh, and there was a pretty distinct price difference between the two. But you could definitely tell which one was like more comfortable and would last for longer. Uh, so I ended up getting that one because it fit really well, even though I needed to get like parts of it tailored and I needed to get the hem done on the pants. Um, but I will now have that Rest suit. assured it was worth it. It, it, would, it. it will be worth it because I'll be wearing that for years. Um, and I'm really excited to get it and we'll be getting it the morning of, uh, of the premiere day, which uh, is great because then it will be a very formal event. We've established... Uh, Joe's going to look like absolute money. Uh, I'm really excited to see his outfit. He's he has, lying. he has, he, I'm not capping. Um, he has this really gorgeous suit. Uh, that's maroon. Uh, and it fits him like a glove. Uh, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, uh, what is it? That ZZ Top song from back in the day. A woman go crazy about a shop dress man. You know, that's exactly. It's a good song. It, it's a great song. You know, when I first heard that was on Duck Dynasty. Do you remember that show? I miss Duck. You, did, so do you ever watch it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, who's your favorite character? There's only one right answer. Duck. What? Who did you say your favorite character was? Duck. What? Duck? Yeah. There's no character named Duck on Duck Dynasty. Duck from Dynasty. There's a show called Duck Dynasty, Joe. What was your favorite character from Duck Dynasty, the TV show? Let me pull up the fucking cast list. Chill out. 
You're gonna pull up the cat. I was seven. Me, leave me you alone. You don't know your favorite character from I was Duck seven. Dynasty. Leave me alone. Are you kidding me? Those were the best memories when I was sitting on my couch with my dad watching Pawn Stars and Storage Wars on the History Network and those we great had different TV childhoods. shows. And we went on to A and E when we watched Storage Wars, and we also watched uh, Duck Dynasty. And my favorite character was Sai, who was the scraggly old man who always carried around his sweet tea and wore Cy his camo hat. He was the shit. Sai was good. I've met. Um, I've met like one of their uh, one of their people at the airport once with my aunt, and they're the exact same in person. It's a, it's crazy. Nothing changes. They're the exact same. They smell better than I expected them to. Actually, be that as that's it will. Crazy. <laughs> what? That's crazy. <laughs> so, do you realize you're only making that fucking noise this show? <laughs> like, you realize that you're only going, huh? What? Huh? Well, that's kind of all the content that I provide. Like, most of it's just, like, not valid. Most of my stuff is just... What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like, that's not, that has no substance anymore. It's I just disagree. a groan. It's like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what? But, no, we're moved into the apartment now. Uh, Lowski just moved all of his stuff in, um, so he'll be back very soon. Um, to kind of finish uh, doing some things, but we got lights up in the room. We got our uh, furniture arranged how we want our furniture to be arranged. It's actually um, looking pretty snazzy. Uh, Lao went to Costco and got like food and and things like that for us to have, and um, we've got some dishes now. Uh, so we're kind of all like set in, and and as soon as Lowski gets here, and uh, we have this evening. And then tomorrow, kind of to get stuff put away. Um, but by Thursday, we should be ready to start classes, and that'll be super exciting. Yeah, it's um, it's coming up really soon. Um, I'm excited for and it. And as much as I really, I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah, but of course, like the first day of classes is like, wow, this is what I'm actually at school for. Even though I was like, yeah, I'm coming back to see my friends. Uh, you're getting ready to start class and actually. Uh, do your academic obligations, which you pay for to do and to come here. Um, I, uh, I had my first lesson with Halverson. How did that uh, go? Two days ago. It went really, really well. Halverson, Dr. Halverson is our voice teacher here at Concordia. He's uh, very fantastic. Uh, he's a great dude, great guy. He works really hard, um, and he, he whips us into shape with our voices. That's for sure. Uh, he gets our voices to where they need to be, and, and so we had a... He's made me cry in the best way, though, so... Okay, well, that's... Okay, that's cool, but... um. No, he, uh, we, he, I walked into the music building actually to visit with our um, uh, director of choral activities at Concordia College, Dr. Michael Colton, um, for a little bit. And he was standing in the, in the, um, in the entryway with uh, one of our piano, or one of our accompanists and one of our fellow um, voice studio members. And he's like, I walk in, he's like, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, I'm good. And he's like, hey, you got five minutes? I was like, or he was like, hey, do you got time? I was like, yeah, I got, I got time. He's like, meet me in um, X room in five minutes with music. So we had an impromptu voice lesson, uh, which is what we kind of we wanted to do. But he got very busy. Um, but it was very good. Uh, he, he complimented me on some of the work that I did over the summer uh, with some of the key areas that I needed to improve on, um, as well as uh, we worked on uh, literature as well. Um, one of the big things that I'm looking to do this year for literature is um, kind of I've got all of them down for for this semester. I've got my literature uh, set, selected, and four out of five learned. Um, I really just want to get them learned and out of the way by uh, by the first lesson that we start so that our entire semester can be used to work uh, technique and breathing and the like. And so um, he was very pleased that I came in with a lot of work done on both literature and some of the key areas that we had to work on uh, for me um, over the summer, uh, which I spent time on, um, which we, he was very happy for. So overall, very well. Uh, one of the better lessons that I've had, actually. Um, and we just worked um, up and down, and it was good. It was, it was nice to see him and, and work with him again. and. I got to chat with uh, Dr. Colton and, and meet with him as well and and just getting to be back on campus. Uh, you know, we had we, our buddy Eli, mm -hmm. we used to make fun of him a lot uh, for like walking into DS 
and making these things called rounds, which oh. um, is basically where like he would mm. walk around and be like, hi, how are you to like 12 different people because he knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And we used to make fun of him for this thing. And uh, yeah. we showed up back on campus uh, and today, uh, well, and I've been doing it pretty much all week, uh, but I have been making rounds. No, yeah, I, even from a day, I'm like, I'm turning into Eli. Like we are turning into Eli. I think it's also very, I mean, after having spent a year on campus for the first, I mean, that's the first point. Um, But also um, last year, as much as I would love to say that there were opportunities like socially to really get to interact with people in the best way, um, there really wasn't. Like for us, at least when it came to like branching out all the time and our dining hall used to be like separated, very distanced and like spread apart and we used to have to wear masks everywhere um now we have a little bit more leeway on that um because our campus is doing well when it comes to vaccination uh and our covid staff is working you know very hard to make sure that we are up to date with uh, all the guidance from the state um and from the college commission to make sure that everything is in order but this year i think because we know so many people and because we kind of lacked like the full college social experience last year even though we made the best of what we had um it was it was good to get here and just to be able to just chat with people like normally um and to be able to experience the hustle and bustle of campus because it was so busy today just because it was the first day um of orientation which is really big of course for the incoming freshman class uh, that you know goes with their leaders and takes tours of campus and goes and does all these activities all week um, but the campus was alive today I would say mm-hmm. um, very much so as much as like last year as I said we did the best with what we had but like it never was uh, when we talked to upperclassmen like even people that were just freshmen like the year that COVID hit they were like this is not nowhere near what Concordia used to be um, or was rather um, so I'm really glad that we're finally getting to experience that now. Um, even if it is a year late, um, we just need to be grateful for what we have. And in this current moment, uh, I've noticed that I talk to, like, in some cases, people say I talk to too many people, um, which I think Joe has said at some points, uh, just cause today we, I don't um, say that you talk to too many people. Don't you say that I talk a mouth. lot. You do talk a lot. Okay. Um, so today we, um, we for we weren't signed up to do it, but they have these things for people in the music department here where you can sign up for recruitment slots during orientation week, which is basically like you can like go around to either like a sign up table or go around and hold signs and basically talk to all the freshmen during orientation week, orientation, orientation week about That's joining the choir. Uh, yes, I know it's hard for me sometimes. Um, but so we talked to the freshmen during orientation week, trying to give them as many details as possible on what being in choir is like uh, and what the auditions entail and all the like. Uh, and today uh, we went to our music building on campus without even signing up and just went to the choir booth to just stand there to try and talk to freshmen. And I realized that apparently uh, some people were like, you're even better at this than the people that are actually trying to recruit um, which I took. Uh, I took. <laughs> uh, what are you saying? Uh, I, can't, I can't see that. Um, I want to. I can't see that. Uh, so oh, I'll pick a word Dylan left. Basically, Dylan talks a lot. Uh, and so obviously what happens is he just when he gets into social situations, uh, he gets very uncomfortable and starts speaking just a bunch of bullshit out of his mouth, and it all turns. That's into, incorrect, actually. And it all turns into actual like thoughtful statements, but he just like spewing shit, like he just starts talking. Um, so, and that helps him uh, when it comes to recruitment because all you have to say is if you continue to talk to them, eventually your brain will come up with something smart to say, and so that happens to him, and then like he just continues to talk to them. See, I will admit what you're saying about, like, during the recruitment thing, having to, like, spew out bullshit to, like, keep them engaged is accurate because you need to, like, say things to try and spark their attention, have them keep answering questions for you so that you can gauge, um, so that you can gauge how to, uh, how to best, um, is that Dak Shepard? So, Dak Shepard, 
Uh, this is a little side note. I don't Him know and Kristen Bell are is. a gorgeous couple, but we're going to continue. Um, so, I mean, when I get into those social situations, sure, I spew out things. Matthew McConaughey. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um, so, when I get into social situations and I spew those things, some of it might be, like, transmitted as bullshit, but I'm really trying to be the most thoughtful and well, no, it doesn't come off to the student that you're speaking to as bullshit. But when I watch you do it, that's what so you on. think that it's all bullshit. Show me, Dylan. Yeah, uh, what's up? Talking to the microphone. Um, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's a podcast. We talking to mics. Um, but <laughs> but when I get into those social situations, I've I used to get really uncomfortable. Uh, I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, but as as I've talked to more people, and I think that this is uh, this is actually something that's quite pertinent and something that you should you should all try and do, um, if not every single day, uh, make sure that you do it at least like once a week. Just make a point to go and talk to somebody new or somebody that you don't know or like aren't specifically like like known or comfortable with, uh, and just go up and talk to them and have a conversation because I like to I like to talk about socialization like I talk about weightlifting or like <sighs> training for a sport uh, because the more the more weight you lift or the more frequency of reps that you do with that weight the stronger you're going to get uh, the more powerful that you'll be as like an athlete in whatever sport My. so so the more conversations that you have with more people is going to automatically make you more comfortable in conversation and just be a better person at holding a conversation and meeting new people. So I think what I just what I was uh, noticing today was that I was doing that just kind of subconsciously because I'm really passionate about our music program and wanting to get uh, people of our like of our other classes uh, to get into music because I think that it's something, especially with the way that we formulate it at our college, is really great. Um, but you know, I do agree with Joe that there are some points where I spew out crap, but then, so, but then it lands, right? Yeah. So even so if I spew at the beginning, it lands, mm -hmm. let it be known. So now that Joe has like, just listened after criticizing me of spewing out crap. Well, it's um, not that I just, I watched you recruit. I spent, spent time watching you recruit today. But see, and Joe, on the other hand, knows exactly how to do it. And I think the word that we're looking for is we are really great at pandering to certain people. Sure, if you, yeah. Because you're really great at pandering to sports people. Like, obnoxiously good. And it's because you speak their language. Especially the football boys, but just any athletes in general. Whether it's the wrestlers or even cross-country athletes. Athletes in general all have, like, a culture on campus. So, I mean, you guys, especially when you come in with, like, fall sports, with training camp, you guys develop a community of people that usually go to DS and have meals. So you get to meet other people even around the same community. So, yeah, you it's know. community. Well, yeah. Yes, that's what a community yeah, is. Yeah, so I, I, I can interact with them because I've been in the places they've been. Yes. I have their perspective. But it's all, yeah, it's also, you so have the perspective, but you also them. know uh, the language and the terminology that will keep them engaged. So, like, if you talk to the boys on the football team about tsunami, they know exactly what you're talking about because that's your shared experience, and you can talk about that, and you both know what you're talking about, even though nobody yeah, everybody else really on the knows football what team and Everybody that will ever go to a college football game this year will know about tsunami. Everyone that knows uh, or that goes to a cover football game will know tsunami. Um, That's what I just said. Yeah, but you, I mean, you mumbled it, so I just wanted to repeat it. I heard it. Um, they heard it. <laughs> See, I'm. Dylan hates me. I'm okay. getting more let's disappointed be as we progress. Let's through. be honest. Let's let's talk about this for okay. a second. So there are just some things that Dylan hates about me. Let's a hundred percent. And there's a lot of things that don't hate about me. And when I find out that Dylan hates them about me because we have the relationship we have, I immediately target that thing and do it over and over again. You are obnoxious about it. You are 100% correct. <laughs> I'm glad you're so introspective that you can finally realize. Well, I'm aware of this because I just do it all the time. So, for instance, when Dylan's like talking and all of a sudden I'll just be like, <gasps> he'll be like, he'll be like, it's because uh, you sound like a caveman. That's why I like, uh, 
You sound like you're from the Flintstones. You're like, yabba dabba do. Like, that's what you sound like. You're just like, what? It's like you're like, Flintstones, where are the Flintstones? That's all I hear in my brain when you go, huh, huh. You sound like a caveman grunting. But no, there are some things, and it, this is perfectly, I think this is healthy at least. <laughs> all right, so um, I got something for you. What? Hear me out, dude. Oh, welcome back to Hear Me Out, dude. Uh, this is the third installment, uh, so go right ahead, Joseph. There should be yep. movies that you are required to watch as an American before you can receive your 18-year-old driver's license. 100%. I agree. Elaborate. I just think that as an American, there are movies that you should watch. Well, I already know that, where this is going, uh, and I think this is going you to, have to check, either get you, you really deep shit, or it's going to be fantastic. Before you, uh, before you receive your, like, 18-year-old driver's license, before you become a U.S. citizen. <laughs> Please list some of these movies. Well, one of them being, oh. let's start off, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks, I agree. Mighty, Mighty Ducks so should be watched one. by everybody. Uh, we'll trade off so you can... Mighty Ducks, uh, so you want me to go next? Yeah. Uh, so it's sticking with the hockey theme, but I think everyone should see Miracle. Okay. Uh, it's a movie about uh, the Miracle hockey mm -hmm. team of the college boys in the yeah. U.S. Olympics. It's fantastic. So uh, Lion King, for sure. Oh, 100%. Yes. Lion King is something that everybody should I agree. watch. I agree. Are you talking about the original animated Lion King or the new live action The uh, animated one. Okay. I watched the live animated in theaters. It was fine. Yeah, but it uh, was But it's just not like just it's not, not the, the animated one. So Lion King, let's transfer uh Hercules. No, I don't think that that I disagree. Well, I That's agree. a good movie, but I'm talking about like ones you should watch as an American. Okay, yeah, I got one. Die Hard. Yes. Uh No, I don't like that one. Uh Sandlot, The Sandlot. You should watch The Sandlot. Don't watch the sequels. They're disappointing. But I agree. It's one of the greatest movies ever yeah, created. It's America. Um, I also think that... Uh, what's another one? It's a really See, good one. Top Gun. You should watch Top yes, Gun. Yes. Top Gun is a great one. You should watch um, Top Gun. This, I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily American, but uh, you should definitely watch The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, in my opinion, and this is a very this is a very hot take. I think that that's the best superhero movie that's been created. I agree. Cinematically, it's a masterpiece. Heath Ledger has one of the best performances as a super like like a super villain in any. I think it's the best performance ever. Like the way that he prepared for that role is the most intense that I've ever heard of anyone preparing for a role in Hollywood ever. He drove himself to insanity to become the mind of the Joker. He put himself in isolation for weeks in a padded room to become the Joker. And there, everybody on set, you see some of these remarks from actors that were, that were on the set. Even if you go to Christian Bale um, and he talks about like working with Heath, a phenomenal actor, also rest in peace because he died way too young. Um, but he was a phenomenal actor and the way that he prepared for that role, everybody on set uh, was always just talking about how they were terrified of him on set but knew how great of a person that he was. So The Dark Knight, I agree with. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that your point holds true yeah. that there are – there's also I think there also has to be, like, like music as well, right? Like, you sure. need to hear, like, some of, like, the typical – like, you hear these songs and you're, like, this embodies I'll America. Go with this. I'll run with this. I'll so? listen. I'll, I'll hear it out. I'll okay. hear it out. Um, let's see. I disagree. Yeah, that's fine. We can I mean, watch it, though. I mean, as much as I would love to say that Party in the USA has its place in, like, you oh, no, I, I your driver's license. I agree like, with Party in the USA. Yeah. Um, 100%. I just, is it a classic, yes. though? Yes. Yeah. Well, to be a 100%. classic, doesn't it need to be 25 years old? Hey, fuck you. No. Party in the USA is fantastic. Fine. A great I'll give that piece one to of you. Americana. Uh, what about um, what about Summer of '69? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what about uh, Don't Stop Believing? Yep. 
is a classic. See, and what we're actually doing in that segment, in what Dylan's talking about, is listing off movies that will get white girls turned every time. 100%. Uh, Are you talking about was, songs was, or the movies? Yeah, the songs. This was something that was talked about at my high school a lot. There's a playlist that you play, like, for instance, Snowball. Or like a winter dance or yep. winter formal. Okay. There are just songs that are played at that event every single time at every single school. Oh, I have another song. Go ahead. Fire Burning by Sean Kingston. You're on your own, dude. What? But you think I'm on my own for that? You're... Do you... That's what I'm saying. Okay. So just to be full disclosure there are breaks in this podcast because we're consulting our live studio audience about some of the <laughs> answers that are here uh you can hear them now in the background but whenever we're saying some of these things you either hear hear them go uh, 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 i don't agree with it or you can see them be like oh yeah that's a good one like that's thumbs up for that true. one and then they're also pulling up and giving us like suggestions on their phone what about this one what about talk about this one <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> So continue with what songs you think. Oh, no. I, 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 I was hearing you out on that point. I just, I, well, I heard you out, and we went back and forth on movies, so I figured it was going to be the same thing for music. No, I'm chilling. Of course. Joe comes up with an idea. We run with it. But then I come up with an idea, and I get shot down after one answer. That's perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's perspective. That's a perspective. A perspective. Everybody listening to this right now, you know exactly what he just did. He just swerved my point because he's like, my point about movies was much more accurate. And I disagree with that statement. I'd like to take this time to remind you that I do love Joe. Um, yeah, I appreciate Dylan a lot. Like, more than words can describe. But I think when he brought up before that there oh, are just really? some things that I absolutely That's hate so about cute. him. I think it's a healthy thing. But That's they so just. Cute. They just become addressed, and we figure it out. Uh, he hates a lot of things about me, too. He, That's what's up. Um, like, a lot of people, I figured out, like, really what the term type A meant uh, from, uh, from... Dylan's type A. One of our friends. Oh, am I type A, Joe? Am I type Dylan's A? Type a. What are you, type C? Is that what you are? I don't know. Okay, so basically... Fuck, but you're type so, A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? He's mad. So... Basically, we've talked about this. So Joe and I should not work as humans together. Uh, like on paper, it doesn't work at all. On paper, it's impossible for us to work just because he is like very carefree, very spontaneous. I came into school as being not very spontaneous at all, very planned. Um, it's just it's it's strange how we've made this relationship work thus far. Um, as I said before, I'd like to remind you that I do love Joe, but sometimes I question how I do it. Um, and I think he does the same thing for me because he's like, Dylan, you're being extremely extra in this situation. Like when everybody talks about me being type A, uh, I think type A can be classified as like giving a shit, um, which I think is a very, it's a very straightforward way of putting it, but I think it's mostly accurate. Um, and yeah, our studio audience agrees. Um, so when we're talking about being type A, like, you know, I was getting not really lit up, but I was there was comments on it the other day that I like candles. Like, sue me for it, but I like candles. So I visited one of our friends' houses uh, yesterday, and she had candles. And they were like, oh, Dylan for sure wants to smell the candles. Pull the candles out. So then I smelled the candles, and yeah, they smelled great because they're candles from Bath and Body Works. They're going to smell good, and they smell like fall, so they made me happy. And if that's type A, screw it. If I want to have matching decor in my bathroom, and that's type A, sue me for it. I don't care. <laughs> and Joe is completely gone from the mic right now, so I am having... I, because he's type C and doesn't give a shit. Um... And, you know, it's, it's these things where Joe makes me a better person because I become more spontaneous and I learn to have more fun and to embrace the irregularities of life rather than the things that are planned. But then also, uh, Joe is like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to put that sock in your mouth uh, while I was sleeping. I've you never know. done that in my life. I know, but there have been lots of socks that have ended up on my bed or coochies, either way. Um, That's inaccurate. 
It's very accurate. So last year, uh, Joel, found, Joel found an image online of a goldfish. Oh, yes, this is accurate. Yeah, Joel yeah, go ahead. found an image of a goldfish online. And the best way that I can describe it to you is that it was a goldfish that had arms that looked jacked out of his mind and was smoking a cigar and holding a shotgun. And he said, this is representative of Dylan's coochie. And for some reason, he put it on the outside of our dorm door and everybody started associating with that. And he would tell everybody as they'd walk in, that's Dylan's coochie. That's what's up. And I think the point was, I mean, what was the point of the image? Like, you just wanted to do it. I don't know, man. Because okay, he's tight. He, he doesn't bored. give a shit. That's why. I was bored. Um, but then one day, after coming back from working multiple hours in our dining hall on campus, I was greeted by, I would say probably in total... 50 uh, yeah, printed sure. out images yeah, yeah, yeah. of the picture made into a blanket that got swathed oh, the over blanket? my bed. The blanket was uh, close to 100. 100 copies of this image sewn into a blanket and put on my bed while there were also ones, uh, let's see, taped onto my computer monitors, put into my, put into my dressers. Bruh. I'm not sorry. I'm gonna keep my cool. I'm gonna keep I'm my cool. I'm not sorry. I'm gonna keep my cool here, Joe. Okay. I'm gonna keep my cool. We're gonna get through this. Okay. But anyways, Joe exploited all these things that would make people laugh. And one of the funniest revenge stories that I have from this whole escapade is that after that It's happened, not a revenge story. Oh, it hundred percent is. It was the funniest not. thing that I did on that so floor that year funny. because everybody Nobody laughed. You're such a but you're so off. You're such a buzzkill. I can't have one thing. Fine. Okay, fine, fine, fine. It was good. It was well thought out. I just don't think it was funny. It was it was well done though. So, so what happened is that I took all of the spare images that he used that I picked up because yeah, I left him extra. He didn't pick them up for me. Uh, so I took those and then I also printed out some of my own and I took that image and I covered my entire closet door uh and taped those all on there and I came back into the room and immediately criticized Joe over the phone as to if he did that and Joe did not do it because of course I did it and I basically just caused a wild goose chase that nobody could solve because everybody that we were talking to was accusing one of our other friends of it some people were accusing Joe it has to be Joe he lives with you uh, maybe it was our RA because he can get into our room. But I was like, our RA would not have done that. He don't have time to do that. Um, David but I sent people on a wild like goose chase for probably at least a good couple of days. And people were talking about it. It was almost as great as the peephole controversy. Almost. Peephole was some bullshit. Pe yeah, that was. That just makes me mad talking about it that It made one. me upset. But that happened. Well, you know who it was too, right? Well, yeah, I know who okay, it was. Okay, good. 100%. Okay. Um, but after that happened, I was like, I got my revenge. I made them overthink it and go a little, little buck wild trying to figure out who did this to our room. And it turns out I was the one who did it because I wanted to see the look on your guys' faces when it happened to you. And I dropped the mic there in that room. Wow. Well, it was well done. It was well done. I would agree. Yeah. What? No. What? Uh. Why are you groaning into the microphone? Uh, That's weird. What are you doing? Bleh. What are you doing? I like football. Okay, so he's just, <laughs> he's me. Bleh. I want to be a holder Hi. when I'm older. I like smelling candles, and and I dress nice, and and I like all my things nice. I and always me. stink. Yeah, I'm a type A personality. <laughs> I had to learn personal hygiene from another man at the age of 18. That's incorrect. That's wrong. I had to learn about colognes from another man. That's correct, and I don't feel bad about that. Where did you learn colognes from, dude? Where did I learn colognes from? Yeah. I'm going to smell them myself. And who was behind the counter? Nobody. There were sample packs. All right. Sorry, pardon. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Ah. But anyway. I do love Joe, guys. I do love Joe. Yeah, don't piss me off. Football. Right now, but that's I like to kick balls. I really, 
I like to kick fishers. I hope to. Right now, breaking into new police. I hope you're not listening to this, but I really don't like kicking football. The fuck did you just say into that microphone? Nothing. Repeat what you just said. I've been missing some of my boys, and getting back up to campus has been really nice. See Eli. I get to give Eli big old hugs every day. Which he is gives great serious. hugs. He gives great hugs because he's also six seven. So what are you gonna? So it do makes you feel him? comforted. It makes right. you feel like, yeah, it just makes you feel like yeah. you get wrapped up, mm-hmm. you know, because he's su- he's such a large human. Yep. And uh, Concordia Choir this year, um, we are starting out uh, masked, um, but undistanced. So we're gonna be shoulder to shoulder. That's a plus. Um, but just. Uh, but masked, which is going to be okay. Um, what what is going to be nice is that last year what we had to do is we had to split up the choir into uh, two, three, even f- sometimes four, uh, so yeah. quadru- quadrants or whatever uh, 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 of singers. And this year we're able to, um, you know, regardless of the masking, we're still be able to meet all together all at once um, at the same time, which is going to be super, super nice. Yeah, honestly... And there will be some people that probably have differing opinions because it's kind of it's a subjective thing since we've lived in both. But I would much rather be masked and stand shoulder to shoulder than unmasked and distanced. Just because I can still like I've learned to be able to sing properly and it'd be completely fine with a mask on, especially if it's like like a surgical mask because cloth masks tend to muffle a lot more and it can be a little more, more well, challenging. Don't stop the but being able to sing shoulder to shoulder and be able uh, that'll be the most weird thing is i'm gonna have to like recalibrate myself to like how i used to sing because i had to like completely relearn how i listen like across an entire room to a section versus like if they're only like 10 feet away from me yeah so the craziest thing is like the last time i was able to sing unmasked shoulder to shoulder was actually our um youth crowd central minnesota concert wow um, it really was saying in march of 20 was it March of 2020. Uh, it was something that Jesus. we put on at the Paramount Theater uh, in St. Cloud. Um, and, like, I just remember, like, the last note of... Um, somebody to love. Somebody to love. Um, and I was standing next to one of the guys that actually, you said he's coming up here, Dean. Yep. Standing next to you and Dean. And getting to ring that, like, G in the ears of everybody around me. I was like, yep. this is crazy. Uh, and then now going back to, like, you know... Being all distance and stuff, it's gonna be crazy to be back, like, back, like, smashing sound into people's ears, um, like I've been doing in the past. Yeah, I am. Um, having choir back in our lives is gonna help a lot. I think so. For, and this is kind of, I mean, for me at least, choir kind of saved me in a lot of ways, or at least music in general, but specifically choir. Um, like, in high school and through middle school, especially like, you know, through your pro, I mean, everybody is in a process of self-discovery, even like through college, but during like middle school, high school, of course, there are a lot of things that happen in your life that you're just ultra confused about and trying to process how to function properly in relationships and developing good, long lasting friendships. And a lot of times uh, you go through a lot of failures before you have your successes. And one place where I always felt like I could at least work to succeed and to always feel accepted was definitely choir. And even though like we still had choir last year, like the amount of connecting that we got to do and like that feeling of community in choir was, I mean, anybody who was in our choir, as much as like we still got to make super good music, in my opinion, or the best that we could do, um, we didn't have like just the best experience because one thing I think, oh no, continue. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you. Well, I was just going to say because choir and music, in my opinion, as much as it's about musicianship and execution and artistry, it's also about, uh, it's also about hospitality, uh, and, um, and compassion and knowing how to harness those things and how you work with others. Uh, and of course, teamwork is involved in that as well, but learning to be compassionate and kind-hearted to people and understanding and empathetic um i think is something that is very important and something that it taught me because as as you grow into adulthood you need to learn how to understand and read social situations and to talk to people in the best way for the moment 
uh, you learn how to interact with people in a kind and uh, in mild-mannered way while also navigating uh, that social structure. But I think that having choir again this year, uh, and I'm sure... Uh, yeah, there's another car on 8th. Um, so... It's definitely Andres. I think that, like, just because I get, like, this year, I'm really confident, like, in the way that I'm... This might come back to bite me in the ass, but I'm confident that I'll be able to, like, sing and connect with my best friends this year, which is something I did not get to do last year. Because, well, specifically, I didn't have a solid group of friends last year. I had, a, I had Joe, like, for most of last year. Um, but, oh, I did. I don't want to say that Joe's not solid. Sorry, that could be interpreted wrong. I love Joe, as I said before. I love Joe. I love Joe. Uh, I would take a bullet for Joe. Um, yes, I would. Probably not worth it, but that's fine. What do you say? What? Could, you said that you I'm... wouldn't? No, I said it's probably not worth it. Why would you say that, man? Why would you say that about yourself? It's not about myself. I think you're worth the world, Joe. I appreciate that. Continue your story. I was just going to say, but then second semester of last year uh, is when I would like to say that it was more of a coming out of my shell moment. It a mindset change. It was a mindset change for a lot of reasons. People that are close to me know those reasons, uh, but they're really unimportant to they the grand scheme unimportant. of things. Um, but after that had happened, I got to like – Basically, in, in short, I was held back by a lot of things, mostly in how I connected with others and how I accepted others. And I acknowledged my downfalls within the first semester and how closed off I was and how that affected me socially. But, you know, progressing into second semester, um, when I actually just started to say, you know what, I'm going to stop running from connections, which is what I was doing. I mean, Joe can even say this uh, as like a yes. I was running away from connections with people. And I ran away even from the connections that like some of my best friends that I have now after the end of the school year and into the summer, I ran away from those connections at first. Mm -hmm. Joe was there for me when he was like, do you want to go do this with these people? And I was like, no. And I would never be able to give him a good reason. He was like, he was like, no, like your reason, like he would tell me that like your reasons just don't make sense. Like they're not like they don't make sense because we're real with each other. Like we're really, if you can't tell we're real with each other. Um, but once I came out of that shell during my freshman year, finally started connecting uh, with, I mean, of course, the Scooby crew, which we'll talk about more. Um, they're like our, they become like a super, I mean, it is like a crew, um, but some of the most wonderful people I've met, like, really. Uh, this is getting really sad. I don't want to try and be sappy, but, but yeah, that's what, choir is great. Um, basically and i know we're both excited for we're both excited for choir we're excited for choir so uh one of the things dylan and i talked about as we were leaving west acres yesterday um and i think something that i would like uh, dylan to touch on is we talked about being fake designer like wearing fake designer things um so i own a real <laughs> genuine uh gucci belt i i do own one um it's not like anything crazy or anything it's just something that i came across when I was uh, working at KT, actually. A lot of people were like, oh, did you buy a Gucci belt? Oh, KT is paying you too much. I was like, mm, you might be right, but uh, that's all right. No, but you better get back in your fucking seat, mister, because... Oh, yeah, uh, fucking talk, Joe. You've you gotten should... up five times during this episode. I've not gotten up once. <laughs> that is all alleged. It's not but, it's true. Uh, but no, Dylan got in and uh, chatting with his... Uh, that's also alleged. Bro, well, quit taking... You break my fucking table. All right. But uh, no, Dylan started talking to the finance major from Halberstads about his watch that he wears. Oh, yeah. Dylan's very into his watches. Um, and uh, it was a nice watch. Um, and he talked about the, I think it was either Dylan or the guy brought up that like people wear like fake Rolexes. Yeah, the guy um, at Halberstads Hunter brought that up. And, uh, and I just wanted you to talk about how you think that. Yeah, I see the thing about thing about weight wearing fake anything is i think even even if you even if nobody knows that it's fake right let's say that you wear 
just to stay consistent with the example, you wear a fake Rolex and nobody knows that it's fake. It looks like a good fake. And the only person that would really know are like watch experts if they're really up close. Like if you're, if you are the only person that knows that instead of, uh, instead of like the $14,000 price tag that was on this model that you have faked, you bought this uh, for $50 online, as much as like, sure, you're fooling people, but you're fooling people in the wrong way because you're trying to articulate a status that you don't have and you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Because if you're getting a fake Rolex, I guarantee it's because you think that people are gonna think that you're more well off or that you're better because you have money to afford these things. When in all reality, I'm gonna be real honest with you, the watch that I have on my wrist right now, I bought for $12 at Target. And hey, if I can match that with a, with a belt buckle and a belt uh, strap uh, with leather, uh, it's easily just as good. And I'm not lying to anybody about what I have because I don't think it's important to lie about the amount of money that you spend on the clothing that you have. But I think that if you're going to do it and you have the money, and you think that it's something that is going to make you happy, I think you can go ahead and do that. Like Joe wanted to get a Gucci belt. Like it's not something that I would ever purchase because it's like, it's just not my, not my taste, but it's something that he wanted and he wanted to buy the real thing because he worked hard to get that and saved up money to get that. That's and, correct. And I approve of that 100%. But if you wear something fake on your wrist or you wear something like fake designer in general, I'm not a huge fan of designer, but I understand why people do it. Um, if you wear a fake designer, you're uh, a as poser. much, yeah. But it, the thing is, you're a poser to yourself, because mm, yeah, I mean, even if nobody, that, if like... nobody ever knows that it's fake, you still, in your heart of hearts, know that you are faking your status to everybody. Yeah, poser. which I think poser. is, poser. which is so much more detrimental than other people like trying to say like anything about your status is that you're demeaning your own like status of yourself. Yeah by doing that all right let's get the fuck out of here before dylan starts adding himself and plugging himself on tiktok so uh so it's d pringle good. 24 on tiktok and instagram if you want to follow me uh dylan pringles on twitter that's where i usually post the podcast episodes uh i haven't done it the past couple Stop. because we've been posting it on snapchat um so uh i'm not trifling i'm Okay, no. Flintstone. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to finish this up right now. Thank you all so much for joining. Uh, please give your uh, give a round of applause in your own uh, bus ride or lawn mowing experience or even walking down the street to our live studio audience uh, for <laughs> putting up and giving us some opinions on our opinions. Uh, so we're going to end it right there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Joe, for joining me. Of course. Uh, it's going to be a great year. Me. We'll keep you updated on uh, on new video coming with the podcast very, very Allegedly. soon and new guests that we will have. We'll see. Uh, with that being said, henceforth, we will leave you with that. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Jesus Christ. Bye. Bye.